Welcome, friends, to the True Myth Media Podcast, a journey of film and faith. I'm your host, Michael McDonald, and this week I uh, got a little bit of a special episode. Uh, as you know, we've been experimenting with our uh, format just to figure out what works best for the things that we want to talk about and um, what works best for our lives as far as uh, being able to get together and record. Uh, it can be very difficult. Uh, just had some uh, setbacks this week as far as getting a couple of guests. So uh, I thought this morning I'm coming in uh, to open up the video store. Uh, sometimes I like to come in a little bit early and just kind of like wander around the store a little bit. And I don't know, it's a like kind of a centering thing or whatever. I don't know. Um, but I, I just like to kind of think about movies and, uh, I thought like maybe I'd give a little window into, uh, what I do in the mornings and, um, kind of how I think about things in my quieter moments. I find as I've, uh, you know, have moments in the morning of, uh, like maybe not getting on YouTube as much as I used to have become a little more disciplined in that. I have a lot more quiet time in my head. And uh, especially over the last couple of days, I've had some really interesting conversations with people about art and stuff. So um, just thought I'd share with you a little bit as I kind of open up the store a little bit slower than normal with this morning to, uh, you know, share a little bit of uh, the things that I've been thinking about in film. And, uh, yeah, one of them, I mean, just as I was you know, like opening up the store, had a customer come uh, up to uh, drop off his movies for the day. And uh, this is one of my favorite customers, actually, is uh, um, he's a young man, uh, is married. Uh, they don't look like they've been married super long, um, but they, they've got a 4K TV and a great 4K setup. And like we've talked about it a couple of times because they come in probably two, three times a week. And they especially like getting the 4K releases, um, you know, big Marvel movies and stuff. But uh, they've also got, like, really uh, interesting taste outside of um, their general interest in, like, the big franchise films. So we'll get in conversations about uh, movies that I think are really good or uplifting, like uh, Peanut Butter Falcon, which came out this week, or The Farewell, which came out this week also. Um, you can tell that, like, they're just very sweet and peaceful people in their souls, like when you talk to them. Um, they, like, I imagine probably um, they're, they're uh, you know, very informed. Uh, they seem like those sorts of people, like when you're walking around and you see uh, uh, kind of a dressed-down hipster and, you know, you, I can almost imagine them having like a co like their the coexist bumper sticker on the back of their car or whatever. Like they seem like those sorts of people, um, but like their sense of peace and settledness is really beautiful. Um, the guy who comes in, he's been unemployed for like six months. He's a machinist, and um, but like uh, you can feel the the unity they have in their relationship when you talk to them and stuff. It's really um, great. I, I feel like, uh, a lot of times, especially like with Disney plus and things like that, I've had a lot of debates with people about, you know, is Disney plus a good thing for the country? Is it good for everybody? Is it, you know, is Disney the be all and end all of entertainment, all those kinds of things. And I've gotten a little, 
heated at times. And it's really easy to forget that, like, the people that love those movies and stuff like that, um, they're not bad people. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy to say, but, like, uh, it, it's, I definitely, like, have a bit of an elitist streak in me that uh, I, I need to have checked fairly often. Um, uh, just because, like, I'm a person who likes to dive really hard into one thing, and, you know, in this case, it's movies, and feel like, uh, and, you know, that I have it all figured out, and if people would just listen to me, that kind of stuff. Um, and, and I find that that's one thing that working at the video store has really, um, really helped, uh, you know, put me back, put me more in touch with people who, um, you know, actually watch the movies that are coming out and stuff. And I, I will say that, like, because of that, sometimes I think my my views on certain movies are a little different than maybe a larger a, a, a certain portion of the critical community. Um, I would say that part of the reason that, like, say I'm hard on Marvel movies or Disney movies uh, is because I'm here at the video store and I hear people complaining about them. Um, you know, so I don't know. It's a two-edged sword. Yeah, you gotta you gotta learn from both sides of things, and um, it's just something that I really appreciate about uh, being in a community that is focused on film and movies. Is um, you know having this kind of grounding thing in my life that is uh, not focused on foreign and art films and Criterion films. Like these are people that pay fifty cents for a movie. Um, they they really are the like you think of the Nickelodeons and stuff when film first was invented and people would come in and watch a short film for a nickel, um, you know, and put their head on the, uh, into the screen so they can see it and everything. And, uh, it's, it, it, it's oddly reminiscent of that sometimes around here. And, um, it's easy to forget that that is how film, uh, in America started, uh, it's kind of it's kind of interesting to realize that your feet are in that same river uh, at times. Uh, sorry, I'm just it's morning. I'm having my morning caffeine. Uh, I'm out of coffee filters, so today it's uh, my wife would kill me because it's a it's a monster energy drink, and but I need the caffeine. I woke up with a terrible caffeine headache last night. Uh, terrible. Yeah, so, the, like, the last couple of days, I've been having some very interesting conversations about art. Um, one of them with uh, uh, Father Andrew at St. George's uh, went in for confession. We always get, we always talk for, like, an hour and a half afterwards. Like, well, we talk until one of us has an appointment because we both, like, we just enjoy each other's company so much. I think we could probably talk for three hours if, if nobody else had any meetings. <laughs> um but especially as like um you know i celebrated my 10th anniversary this year uh getting closer to 40 uh don't have a lot of art to show for it um i feel like i'm in kind of a spiritual like renewal period at this right now like i'm you know, people talk about like the peaks and valleys of a spiritual life and i i feel like i'm coming i'm walking up a peak right now um, I find oftentimes that's, that's the place that I want to be thinking from is, uh, you know, I, I struggle with depression and 
oftentimes will try to make plans out of out of my darkness uh, instead of out of uh, my strengths. And right now is one of my strong points. And I've just been thinking a lot about uh, what my life has been so far, what I want it to be in the future, what does God want it to be in the future, all that kind of stuff, you know. And especially as it pertains to art, as we've been reading through Sculpting in Time by Andrei Tarkovsky, one of the things that has really uh, stood out to me is the seriousness with which he took his art. Um, like in, in a non-compromising sort of like art is an expression of my soul and uh, if not compromising it means making small art that's okay um, like I can work in an in industry and still you know do all of those things but that's not where I'm deriving like my life my life is from the expression of what I feel like God has given me to say and the mysteries that he is he has revealed to me and that I want to be able to share. And I feel like I, I've lost I've lost my way in that a lot. I've been thinking about the different stages of my life and I, I feel like a lot of times, even with True Myth Media, as much as I want to build in like the spiritual aspect of film and um, like its meditative qualities, I, I really do believe that how we engage with film can border on a spiritual practice for some people. Um, and that they can, just like a person out in nature, can have a sense of wonder and a sense of God and His power in His creation. The same can be the same for people who watch lots of films. Like sometimes I'm watching a movie and I'm just like, "Wow, God is working in that director's life." I may not be exactly where that guy is on some of his beliefs or about some of the struggles that he's gone through. But I see the thing that he's grappling with and the thing that is that his soul is trying to wrap itself around. And uh, I can I can affirm that I can I and and actually watching him do that or her do that through their films um, adds something to my spiritual life as well. Um, so, like, as I've been thinking about those things, I've realized I really want to get that more into the show. And. To be honest, a, a, a lot of that is my fault. Um, it's a subject that's of particular interest to me. Um, it's it's a passing interest to Seth, I think. Uh, like we've had talks about, like um, it's just not the thing that makes you know. Like you can see the things that he's super interested in, and like horror and um, you know genres that he's interested in, or subjects like nihilism that he's really interested in. Um, that maybe do or they do not like uh, attract me quite as much, but Seth is Seth is such a great like kind of spokesperson for himself to 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 put himself into everything that he does. Like he doesn't hide that. I I I feel like when it comes to like the spiritual aspect of filmmaking and films, I hide it. Uh, and it's not necessarily out of shame or anything like that. It's just, I, it's like I doubt that people are going to be interested in it. Even though I can't think of a single one of my friends that I haven't had deep spiritual conversations with, so I know they're interested in those things. Um, 
like the people that I work with on movie sets, they may not always want to watch like super highfalutin films and things like that, but all of them have seen value in it. And all, I've, most of them I've had deep spiritual conversations with because that's something that I'm interested in. And I, I just need to like start building that more into what I do. So um, like, you know, with these like experiments and podcast format, um, you know, I can kind of like try some things out. Um, going to be uh, writing a couple of articles because I'm like pre preparing material for a book that I want to write uh, that, it, that I think would uh, basically be like a, an exploration of uh, spiritual practices through film and stuff like that. Um, I, and I'm kind of like sort of changing topic, you know, changing topics a little bit. I guess part of the reason I've been very introspective lately is, um, you know, for fans of the show, like definitely keep an eye out for this, but, uh, over the, I think it's next week or maybe it's the week after, uh, rapid growth media is actually going to feature true myth media, uh, in, on their website. Uh, they're doing a series on local Grand Rapids film, uh, uh podcasts, not film podcasts, podcasts. Um, a couple of my friends have been featured uh, for their podcasts, not film related, but um, like good shows and stuff. And uh, luckily, they're interested in talking to us and featuring us as a, an interesting voice in the Grand Rapids community, especially in like uh, this changing media landscape where, uh, depending on what you click on on your uh, on your phone or whatever, whatever you press. Uh, I can be given just as much time as any other um, thought uh, leader or, uh, you know, like if you listen to Serial or something like that, you pour hours into that. Uh, I can actually, like, reach people that same amount of time. I can talk as long as I want. I can really get to know people, let them get to know me. Um, yeah, like, they've just been asking me a lot of questions, and um, I think that that was one of the things that they talked about uh um like why podcasting and stuff and i'm not gonna like cut the knees out from under any articles or anything but it just got me really thinking a lot about uh you know why do we podcast what are the things that are really important for podcasting what are the things that are unique to podcasting why why do i like it as much as i do uh i i really think that it uh it is, it allows me to be vulnerable in a way that I have never found in any other art form. I can literally walk in to work on a Friday morning and just record my rambling thoughts and people will listen to it. Um, people who find value in my, per my perspective. And I think one of the things that stops a lot of people from creating and um, is a sense that nobody cares what we have to say. Um, I know a lot of artists struggle with that. I struggle with that. Um, I have so many friends who, when we get together at a party, like we'll talk about movies for like an hour and they'll be like, dude, this was great. I love talking about movies with you. 
we should do this again sometime. I'm like, yeah, man, you should listen to my podcast. That's like what it is. <laughs> like if you are the sort of person who likes listening or like who likes talking to me about movies, you will like my show. Um, <laughs> so I guess, uh, you know, to all of you that listen, um, you know, thank you. Uh, and thank you for responding on Facebook and stuff when we talk to you guys. Um, but especially keep an eye out for this article that's going to be coming out in the, in the next couple of weeks. It's going to really give us uh, a chance to find a new, some new audience members, people that have never, um, never heard of our show, um, who don't realize that there is a film community in Grand Rapids that uh, we are trying to build and make more robust. Um, and uh, I think that we, li- we live in a really cool town. Um, where people actually care about art. Like, it doesn't always get funded the way we want it to. It doesn't always turn out the way we want it to. Sometimes you show up to Art Prize and it's mostly chainsaw carvings, and it happens. That's, that's art. Uh, history is replete with the artists who have created things that have been forgotten because they weren't that important. They weren't saying anything great. But there are also the Van Goghs of the world who nobody understood at the time except for like maybe one person or a couple of people. I think Gauguin was his, was his friend that was very interested in him. But, you know, for the most part, Van Gogh died alone and misunderstood. And uh, he was creating for something other than inner, like money or notoriety. He was trying to get out something. Um, that was inside of him, and I feel like I've finally started to recognize that that's the case for me, is that I have something inside of me that I do I do want to speak about. And I think from the conversations I've had with people recently, other people want to hear that perspective. So um, I'm going to kind of uh, start being a little more forward with that. Like, I know that I have a series that I've always wanted to do on Jesus films, Um and uh, I've always kind of put that on the back burner because most of my cinephile friends are not interested in watching movies about Jesus. <laughs> but especially coming up with, like, Scorsese, like, he has his new movie coming out, so we're going to be doing this Scorsese series. It's like, this is the perfect time because I can talk about Last Temptation of Christ, um, which is one of the more, like, accepted cinephile like you can talk about Jesus this one time kind of movie (laughs) because of the perspective that it takes but uh to really use that as like an intro into um I want to uh probably watch next is uh, Jesus of Nazareth just because of the epic nature of that film um it's like six hours six and a half hours long and I've probably seen it three or four times in my life I've seen like bits and pieces of it countless times, and if you grew up in church, you might have also um, definitely suffers suffers from that uh, like Western encroachment of uh, you know the blue-eyed, blondish Jesus that um, doesn't necessarily look Jewish and all the time. And uh, but there is something ethereal and magical about that film, and uh, I'd love to talk about that um, and some of the other uh, like films about the life of Christ that I. Um, that I really enjoy and I think have a lot to offer. I think um, especially in 
a society that increasingly does not understand the other side of things. Um, it's important for those of us who are Christians in the film industry and the like, and just in communities in general, to be willing to meet other people where they're at and not, um, you know, to be like not hide what we believe and not hide who we are, but uh, to be understanding of where people are at too. Um, and for, for me, like, that is, a, that is a thing that I'm still feeling out when it comes to what I talk about on the show. Uh, like I said, I could, talk to my, I could talk to my pastor for hours and hours and hours, but that's because he's a pastor, and not everybody is. And uh, i got to be careful about not overwhelming people. And um, I, I want people to see that there is... Uh, that just because you've had issues with like maybe Christianity in the past or especially Christians approach to film doesn't mean that every Christian you meet is a terrible person or that like um, like there are people out there that have reasoned uh, approaches to their faith and may disagree with you at times but uh, we are all people trying to figure this out you know like um, I'm sure I'm wrong on a lot of stuff, and I'm sure you're wrong on a lot of stuff too. Uh, I just want to share my experiences, so and not have them just discounted, um, but also not discount other people's experiences. Like uh, with the, I, I I value so much my relationship with my brother. Um, he's an atheist and has helped me so much in like understanding. Um, I feel like I, I definitely grew up with that idea that, uh, oh man, here I go, here I go about Christian stuff. See, I gotta stop, man. <laughs> I'm gonna, nobody's gonna be able to listen to this. <laughs> uh, that's what happens when I get my, I get my caffeine in me. Uh, I start rambling. I start. This is this is what it's like to have my brain. It just starts going and going and going. Um, so yeah, back to film stuff, uh, stuff coming up at True Myth Media, it's got Scorsese series coming up in a couple of weeks, going to be going over a bunch of his movies, and of course we'll be talking about The Irishman when it comes out, um, I know I'm going to get together and have like a one-on-one conversation with, uh, Zachariah Metzler at some point about, um, like he was on our, he was on the podcast to talk to us about like the Spider-Man movies. And uh, we're going to have a discussion about, like, Martin Scorsese and uh, some of the things that he said about Marvel. And um, he's very much on, like, more of the Marvel side of things where, like, Marvel is this amazing achievement and stuff. I tend to be very much on the other side of, like, I <laughs> I, I just don't get it, man. I just don't. I, I, I feel like Martin Scorsese. I feel like I feel like we're I feel like we're losing something in cinema. And uh, I definitely, I'm a, I'm a conservative in, in that regard. I, tr- I try to hang on to things. Um, and uh, Marvel definitely seems to be the, the wave of the future. So it's, uh, it's, it's definitely a hard thing. But I think uh, one of the things that I, through conversations with people that I disagree with and stuff, I, I hope to model for people that we can really disagree about something um, strongly and still be respectful and great friends and love each other. And um, Zach is one of those guys for me that 
Uh, I disagree with him on movies all the time. <laughs> but I really value his opinion. I really love the guy. Um, I probably would not have gone to film school without his influence in my life. Um, so I'm really excited to talk to him. Uh, we're going to be talking to Liz Merriman from Compass College of Cinematic Arts. She, uh, is, she went to the same film school as I did uh, the year before me. We're going to be talking about Willow and 80s and 90s fantasy films. So, you know, Seth is going to be eating that up with a spoon. Um, <laughs> like I, I was just like, hey, do you have any movies that you'd want to talk about? Like, just I wanted to get the juices flowing a little bit. And here come like 15 fantasy movies that I had forgotten existed. Um, so that should be, uh, especially for people who are into fantasy, Lord of the Rings, Hobbit, all that stuff. Um, you know, the, I, I will be talking about like the original Lord of the Rings uh, animated film by Ra Ralph Bakshi, like all that kind of stuff. Um, and then, when is it? The Yeah, I think that those are the big things that are coming up. Uh, hopefully you guys are uh, following us and sharing. Uh, some of the stuff that we're uh, putting out there, especially as Rapid Growth Media uh, features us. Keep an eye out on Facebook. We're going to be up. Uh, we'll like share those links and stuff. But uh, any help that you can give us uh, would really help us. Um, the, the more ears we can get on our show, the more likely we are to find those people that are like really in our sweet spot of listeners. Those people who are looking for other film options than just what you like happen to run across in commercials on TV or in the trailers at the movie theaters, people who, um, you know, uh, like I was talking to somebody at the video store the other day where they're like, oh yeah, I really like watching those weird movies and stuff. It feels like all the movies that are coming out right now are Marvel movies. I'm like, yeah, you know, actually like here's a movie that's really good. Here's a movie that's really good. And they're like, oh, I've never even heard of that one. And like that's uh, I I hope that like those people are able to check out those movies and uh, you know I, I do think that there's a little bit of that um, that uh, like too many options kind of like thing going on where people just don't know what to what to trust and what to spend their time on like I watch people walk up and down these aisles and they're just like man what do I even get I feel like I've seen everything, and that's because they walk up the aisle and they're like, yeah, I've seen Brightburn, I've seen Captain Marvel, I've seen Bumblebee, Child's Play, I've seen Cold Pursuit, seen Crawl, seen Corporate Animals, seen Creed, seen Curse of La Llorona, seen Daughter of the Wolf. Like, they're just going down the line, and because we've got these big blocks of movies for these big movies, like Godzilla, Good Boys, Hobbs and Shaw. Man, so many copies of Hobbs and Shaw. And they don't even realize that they're also walking by smaller films, um, that don't get as much attention. Uh, a lot, the, you get some fans in here, like especially the horror fans. The horror fans, like they get into the nitty gritty. They go in between the big blocks of movies, and they're like, "Ooh, Fixation Two, The Uprising, uh, The Haunt, Ooh, The Headhunter." Got to check out every single horror movie. <laughs> like I'm not into that, but I kind of, I kind of respect the dedication to like knowing their genre. They know a lot more about horror movies than I do. Um, but uh, I've really been enjoying uh, being able to point out to people that it's not just horror movies that are in between all the other ones. Um, you know, like if you walk up, up you, you, have to, you have to be willing to try things that might not have a gun on the front 
<laughs> Sometimes they do. But, um, you know, you, and I, honestly, that's maybe my favorite thing about working at a video store is the people who, like, walk in and don't realize that there are so many great movies in this store that are not on the new release wall or that are on the new release wall, but there's only one copy. Like, we've got that Toni Morrison documentary, The Pieces I Am, right here, um, which is great. Uh, you've got Them That Follow. I think uh, people are kind of watching that one because it's got a little horror vibe on the cover. Um, you know, the... You know, I talked about Peanut Butter Falcon. I talked about The uh, the Farewell. Like, there are great movies out here. Um, and it's just really awesome to be able to share them with people and then have them come back in a couple of days and be like, dude, that movie was great. I, like, I get so excited when I find somebody that has listened to a recommendation and, um, like, found something special. Uh, I'm not trying to... I don't think that they're going to convert into a cinephile or anything like that, but I know that they saw a movie that I thought was really moving and I get to have a conversation with them about it and talk about like what it did and did for them as they watched it. And, uh, to me, like, that's just, I get to have so many meaningful conversations in that way. And, um, I think ultimately as I have been ruminating about true myth media and like why the podcast um, I had ta- I had been talking to somebody or at a Halloween party about that, and I realized a big part of the podcast and the website for me is just my friends. Um, I I think I have a really special group of friends uh, when it comes to their taste in movies and how developed it is and how studious they are about it, um, how intentional they are about it. I don't know many groups in towns that are this small that are. Uh, I, I think I'm really lucky. <laughs> I, I just think I'm really lucky to have these friends. And I used to have all like these hours long conversations with, uh, with Zach or with Chad or with Seth. And, uh, I, I so respect like Seth's opinion on movies, like getting to be becoming his friend has been like the sec, like another year of film school for me. I've said that multiple times where it's just like, getting exposed to foreign cinema and criterion collection and strange cinema and all of these other things i feel like i've learned so much through my friendship with him that a part of me just i want other people to have the benefit of that <laughs> like i've gotten so much out of listening to seth I, I i want more people to hear his voice um and ultimately i think that's you know when I, you know, I say at the top of the show every every week, like it's a journey of film and faith. And sometimes I feel like the faith side of it isn't as much there, like on the surface. But to me, that's part of the faith side of it, is that my journey of film is a journey with different kinds of people who have different opinions about film than I do. And so like part of being having integrity about my journey in film is sharing those sharing those people's opinions with you guys like um people have asked me before like you know a film like it's a faith thing like you're gonna talk to non-christians and things like that and i'm like of course i am like of course i will have an atheist on the show to talk about a film or somebody of another faith or whatever like why wouldn't i uh that's 
in my normal life, I have those conversations. And the whole goal of this show is to bring the bring what I've learned and the experiences I've had to you guys um, because I think that I've had a really special experience with movies in my life. Well, been walking around rambling for a while. I'm sure parts of that were boring. Maybe some parts of it were more interesting. Uh, let me know what you think of any of those thoughts, uh, if any of them sparked any interest to you. Um, let me know. Uh, I know, oh, I'm going to be writing an article in a couple of weeks about uh, um, uh, Harryhausen movies. Um, I think that's going to be great because uh, I'm getting ready for Thanksgiving. And for me, Thanksgiving and Harryhausen movies go together for some reason. I actually do know the reason, but I'll save that for the article. Um, yeah, and uh, like I'm really, <laughs> this is, it's such a great time of year for films because I think I'm getting ready to go to, uh, uh, you know, in a couple of weeks, go see Knives Out on Thanksgiving. I love going to see a movie on Thanksgiving in the evening after the turkey's been eaten. And, you know, I just, uh, going to the theater is like one of my favorite things to do around that time of year. I think, the, I think that's when I saw The Fountain, like way back in the day which had such a huge impact on me. Um, so I'm looking forward to some uh, like family film times. Uh, I hope that you guys are you know, thinking about that uh, too as we head into Thanksgiving, um, ways that we can... Uh, I know for us film people, a lot of times we just want to sit and watch a movie, but uh, uh, there are ways that we can involve other people in our love. And this is a special time uh, to be able to, you know, there's going to be groups of people that are looking for movie recommendations and stuff, like, seriously, like, do your research, there's really great movies out there, like, to recommend to people right now, um, so many good things to see, uh, it may not always look like it, but if you keep listening, uh, you'll hear us talking about the ones that you can check out on DVD, uh, you hear us talking about the ones that you can check out at, uh, the movie theater, I think it's, is it this Tuesday already? Wow. Maybe it's this Tuesday or next Tuesday. I will, uh, I will put up a Facebook post on Monday about it. Um, we'll be doing our discussion of the movie Pain and Glory at Celebration Cinema Woodland. Uh, that's the third Thursday of every month. Not Thursday. Tuesday. The third Tuesday of every month. Uh, Pain and Glory, Pedro Almodovar. Uh, he's a favorite director of mine. If you've never heard of him, go check out Volver, V-O-L-V-E-R, Volver. It starts Penelope Cruz. It's an absolutely beautiful, sweet movie, um, it, but it, it's, also, uh, it's also a very serious film, but it's also very funny. It's just one of those, one of those kinds of wonderful films, and uh, uh, if you watch that, I think you'll, you'll realize that you want to check out whatever he's doing this year. He uh, got a bunch of accolades at, I think, uh, uh, Con this year. Um, so people are saying this may be, this is like a return to form, another masterpiece from him. So, uh, this, I'm really excited to lead a discussion about this. Um, hopefully you can make it out. We usually have a pretty decent sized group, actually. Uh, I would love to get to the point where we have to break out into two small group discussions, like Seth leading one and me leading another one. Cause, uh, yeah, we get, we get a good sized group. Uh, people are able to like kind of they're not talkers they can kind of just listen to the conversation uh, that the rest of us are having um, and not feel pressure because there's plenty of talkers in the group um, but definitely there's also room for people who maybe in a film discussion group feel like they might be out of their depth 
um, with somebody like me or Seth who have such a large film base uh, like it's a remarkably open group um, got a couple that come in uh, that are uh, they're really widely traveled but uh, um, they're they have a pretty simple film knowledge but it's but I also really love it um, because without as much experience in films and stuff like all of their reactions to things are so raw mine are like I'm so jaded and experience has hardened me and um, you know it's hard to it's hard to truly horrify me and shock me in a film anymore um, so like getting to see somebody who is still like you know uh, like soft to soft to the um, somebody who's so soft to the like the movement of what a director is trying to do in a person's heart in a in a cinematic piece um, I, I just really appreciate that perspective like so you get you get so many different kinds of people there um, I I can't I can't recommend highly enough <laughs> for you to come out and join us for that um, it is it's going to be an amazing movie even if you don't stay for the discussion um, or even if you don't say anything so well like I said I got to open the store so I guess I'm going to sign off. I'll uh, ask you guys to keep, you know, liking, sharing, commenting on our uh, Facebook, Instagram posts. Uh, uh, we always appreciate hearing from you guys. Uh, I'd love to get more suggestions from you guys uh, rather than always just, like, reactions to the things that we're posting. And I mean, those are great and everything. Don't stop it. Um, we love it. But I'd, I, I'd love to hear more from you guys about what you're watching, what you're doing. Um, uh, you know, so uh, let us know on Facebook or Instagram, whatever you're doing. Um, you know, head over to True Myth Media. Hundreds of movie reviews there. Cinephile, Spiritual Perspective, that's where it's at. <laughs> and I will say farewell, friends. Have a great weekend.